Welcome to Praise Chapel Church of God in Christ, the podcast. Here is your host, Superintendent's Pastor, Renell McGraw, Jr. Hello, everyone. This is your boy, Ronell J. McGraw, Jr. Amen. I pray that each one of you all is doing well uh, during the trying times that we're living in. But one thing that we can do is always control our environment, control the people that we associate ourselves with. Uh, we have to learn how to stay positive even when we are facing such terrible times. Amen. The Bible declares in all that ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. So no matter what we're doing, we got to ensure that we are put our trust in God and not in people. Amen. And the Lord declares that he'll never leave thee nor forsake you. And knowing that is that we're continuing by faith, trusting in him and learning how not to allow other people to get into our heads. Amen. I always tell people, amen, if you're going to be successful, you need to surround yourself with successful people. Uh, if you want to learn about uh, investing money, you need to surround your people uh, that know how to invest money, that knows how to save, that knows how to trade. And if you want a successful relationship, you need to be around people that can testify of being in successful relationships. That's why I don't allow people, amen, to get into my head. Myself, I run from people who loves drama. I try to stay far away from people that love drama or they who try to put me in one of their episodes. Well, Pastor, what do you mean? Amen. They always want to have drama, want to put you in one of their episodes, always want to put you in the middle of what they're going through and pull you in. You know what? Those people are just unhappy. Unhappy people love company. And you got to learn how just to be happy in life. You know, we all go through trials and tribulations, but I'm reminded of what the Word tells me to count it all joy when I'm going through my trials and tribulations. So I don't allow people to bring drama to me. I don't allow people to place me into their episodes of what they're going through. Now, I pray for them. I'll have empathy. But I try my best not to allow myself, amen, to be drawn in to people that talk about other people gossip and lie and this love drama that's too much of a headache life is too short to deal with drama uh, so many things that you could be doing instead of being part of drama being productive in your community being productive in your church being productive in your life uh, getting more education going back to school amen this is a time when we are shut down to increase your education uh, to sit down and read more books and learn how to become a better you Amen. You don't have to be a part of people that is negative, but you can become very successful during this time. And I find myself studying more, reading more. I'm also, you know, in the trade a little bit more, learning how to uh, invest more, how to love on people, amen, and to encourage other people. Amen. And that's why it's so important that the right relationships that we understand this, we got to have right relationships. You know, when you're in the right relationship, it won't distract you from God. It will bring you closer to God. Let me say that again. The right relationship won't distract you from God. It will bring you closer to God. And that's why you got to ensure that you're in right relationships. People that doesn't pull you away from what you believe. Amen. You want to be in relationships that causes you to get closer to God. People that's on the same page as you, that believes the same way that you believe. 
amen, someone that will encourage you to continue to praise your God, to magnify the true and living God. It's something when you can come together with your brothers and sisters and be on one accord and begin to praise the God that you believe. And I believe in a living God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And it's something about knowing God for yourself. And then when you begin having right relationships with people, it helps you to get stronger. And when I mean my right relationships, I mean any relationship you have, even if you're just having a buddy relationship or you're having a casual relationship, you want to make sure it's the right relationship at all times. And when you're doing that, you got to know your worth. You're worth more than what you think you are. Let me say that again. You're worth more than what you think you are. You got to have self-worth about yourself, self-esteem. Amen. I believe that I could do anything but fail because God that dwells inside of me. I believe that I'm more than a conqueror. I believe that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord that is called according to his purpose. I quote these scriptures to encourage myself. I said, if God be for me, who can be against me? And sometimes you got to speak words of encouragement to yourself. And man, that way you can speak it out loud to somebody else. If you can't encourage yourself, how can you encourage somebody else? You know, you got to know that you're somebody in Christ Jesus. So you got to know your self-worth and set a boundary. Setting boundaries doesn't mean that you shut everybody off, but you know your limitations. You know how far you're going to allow people to get into your head, to get into your circle. Amen. So that means that you always got to move with the right motives, the right understanding, clear understanding. And if people are always negative, guess what? Negative people rub off on you after a while. Next thing you know, you're speaking negative. If you believe you can't make it, guess what? You're going to believe you can't make it. But when you start speaking life back into yourself and you're in a surrounding area of people that are doing more than you are, guess what? That fire catches on to you. That's why I believe, I believe with all my heart, amen, that you got to surround yourself with people that is trying and striving for greatness in their life. They don't settle for the little things, but they settle for greater. And I always say that greater is coming. And greater is he that is in you, that is he that is in the world. When greatness lies in you, you can speak to your mountain. You can speak over your life and things begin to uh, move for you. That's why you got to know the difference between being patient and wasting your time. Let me say that again. You got to know the difference between being patient and wasting your time. Amen. Sometimes I'm patient, I'm patient, but are you wasting your time? Amen. You know if you're wasting your time if people are not applying what you're trying to help them with. You know that you're wasting your time if you don't see uh, fruit from your labor. Do I got a witness out there, anybody? You never want to waste your time. Time, amen, never stops. I say this all the time. Time waits for nobody. Before you know it, this year is going to be over with. You say, I wish I would have did this. Or I wish I would have done this. Or I'm hoping to do this. Stop wishing and stop hoping and begin to have a plan. How are you going to succeed in the things that you want to do in 2021? There's so many things on my list that I have to do this year and I'm already checking stuff off because I'm moving forward. I don't care what the people say I cannot do, what I can accomplish, what I cannot, you know, it was too big for me. I don't believe there's nothing too big for me. I believe that if I'm able to see it, if I'm able to have faith, God is able to bless me with that thing. So you got to know the difference between having patience and wasting your time. 
don't waste your time on things that are not truly in your reach. I always tell people all the time, you got to make uh, short-term goals that's reality goals. And then you have a long-term goal. A short-term goal, amen, uh, you just write that down and you know I can reach this in six months. A long-term goal is something that you try to achieve in the next year or two years. So myself, I have a long-term goal and I have short-term goals. And God has blessed me to reach all of them goals because I stay within my own reach. you got to understand the importance of having faith in God. A lot of people want God to do things for them, but they're not ready to give up things. Let me say that again. A lot of people want God to do things for them, but they're not ready to give up things or people that hinder them. Though I got to witness out there anybody. Amen. When people begin to hinder you, amen, and the scripture says you was doing well, but who or what hindered you? And if something or somebody always hindered you from going forward, you got to remove those people that hinder you from reaching your goals. That's why the word says lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets you. Amen. I'm learning. And the older I get to lay down some weights in my life. Amen. For I can move forward. Do I got to witness anybody? And so let me read this quote that I love and I say this all the time. Before you ask for healing, make sure you're willing to give up what made you sick. Ponder on that for a minute. Before you ask for healing, make sure you are willing to give up what made you sick. Now, pastor, what do you mean? You know, I pray for many people. I mean, and I watched my father in ministry for many years. I, I watched uh, my, my uncle or my grandmother in ministry, and I seen many prayer lines. I seen people pray, amen. And, but people wanted to be healed. And one time I heard my father say this, and it's still to this day. This one person kept coming in the line for prayer, coming in line for prayer. And he asked him, did you give up eating those foods? He said, no. Did you give up doing X, Y, Z? He said, no. He said, well, you really don't want to be healed. You still want to continue doing what you're doing, and you want God to heal you, but you don't have enough faith to stop doing what you're doing. You got to have enough faith to stop doing what you're doing, that God was still providing, God is able to heal you. But if you're always doing what you always done, you're going to get the same result. And when my father said that, amen, and I was young in ministry, that stuck with me. Why are we praying for people, amen, to be healed of diabetes if they don't want to change their diet? I know y'all are pastor, that's a cold statement. But it's real. You got to do something for the healing to take this process. Don't got to witness anybody. Amen. Why am I praying for somebody that says, well, pastor, I need to lose weight. But you're not willing to exercise. You're not willing to change your diet. Amen. God will heal your body if you do something. Faith without works is dead. Did y'all catch that? Come on, say, come on, pastor. You, you come on, pastor. I'm telling y'all, faith without works is dead. So if I'm going to move, I got to move and do it with action. Did that make sense? So if I want my body to be healed from diabetes, guess what? I got to make a sacrifice and change my diet. Amen. I, I, I can't eat all this salt. I can't have all this red meat. I, I got to do something different. If I need to lose some weight, guess what? I got to present my body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is my reasonable service. That means I got to exercise this body. I got to change my diet. But pastor, you, you over 50 and you're fit because I exercise. I watch what I eat. I want to be healthy. 
I want to live and not die. So I got to witness out to anybody. So we got to learn saying, Lord, if I want to be healed, am I willing to give up what I need to give up to be healed? Only you can answer that question. If you want to be healed from having a broken heart, are you ready to leave that thing or that person that keeps breaking your heart? My heart is broken, but why do you keep going back to that same environment that breaks your heart? The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord. And then what it says, don't touch that unclean thing anymore, right? But we keep going back that what infects us and our heart continues to be broken. Am I ready to be healed? Am I willing uh, to give up what makes me sick? Are you sick and tired of being sick? That's the question. You got to get a point in your life that you're sick and tired of being sick. You're tired of drama. You're tired of being in somebody's episode. Every time you turn around, you're pulled into drama. Now you're out of your character. Now you're talking about, I'm going to fight. That's not godly. You got to control your environment. Don't got to witness out to anybody. Amen. So when you control your environment, guess what? You're taking control of your own happiness. What do you mean, pastor? Look, I will not allow nobody to steal my joy, steal my peace, steal my happiness, and steal my drive that I have to live and be successful. I don't care what nobody says. I will be successful, and I am successful. And when you put these boundaries up, and when you put these goals and short-term goals and long-term goals, guess what? Things begin to happen, and God begins to answer your prayer because you're putting the word into action. You got to put the word into action. You got to study, you got to meditate, and you got to apply God's word into your life. And when you begin to apply God's word into your life, you begin to see a better life. Wisdom will come, knowledge will come, understanding will come. But we got to learn how to do what the word says. The word even tells us how to prosper. The word tells us how to have a good life. The word tells us how to have a healthy life. The word says he comes to give you life and that more abundantly. That you shall prosper and have good health. But there's some things you have to do to have abundant life. There's some things that you have to do to prosper. And there's some things you have to do to have good health. But you got to put the word into action. Pastor McGraw, why would you say that? Look, once again, faith without works is dead. I can sit here and say, oh, I'm going to live off my father's blessing. My father's been gone for 15 years now. 15 years he's been off this earth. And I thank God for everything that he taught me. But if I never put any action what he taught me, I'll have lost everything. So everything he taught me while he was living, when it came to investing, when it came to praying, when it came to studying God's word, or being a good father, being a good husband, I had to put those things into practice. If not, all his teaching would have been in vain. Don't let the word of God be in vain. Pastor, what do you mean? You talk it, but you can't live it. You was taught it, but you can't apply it. That's what self-disciplines come in. You got to have self-discipline. Pastor, what do you mean? That's the fruit of the Spirit. If you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you shall have self-control. You shall have discipline. You shall have love and joy and peace and long-suffering. But you got to have discipline. Pastor, what do you mean? I'm working on my master's in theology. That's a lot of business. I should have my master's at the end of this year. My goal is to open up my accredited theology school here at Praise Chapel on our grounds. That's going to come in reality because I'm pushing myself. 
I'm pushing myself. I'm saying it on camera. We're going to offer associates, bachelor's degrees from the Midwest College accredited school. That's why I'm working so hard to finish up my master's in theology. But I got to put goals in place. We have a food bank ministry here at Praise Chapel. We've been having a food bank ministry for over 25 years. But guess what? When the pandemic changed, we were serving hot food every Sunday. Now on Sundays, we're giving away food. Still a food bank ministry. Do I got to witness anybody? You got to put it into action. And all these things happen when you begin to set goals in life. I got to go to retire. But you got the plan to retire. Let me say that again. You can hope to retire, but you got the plan to retire. You got to figure out how much money you need to live off of. You got to figure how much longer do you have on your mortgage payments. You got to figure how much money you're going to put away into investments that's going to cause dividends to come back to you. But you got to plan on retiring. A lot of people haven't retired because they have not planned to retire. Pastor, what do you mean? Do you ever work? Yes, I got a job, but I plan to retire. I've worked at two major companies. I'm blessed to receive two pensions because I plan to retire. Yes, I'm pastor. Yes, I'm superintendent. Yes, I'm administrative assistant. But just like any other disciples, they had jobs. I have a job, and I plan to retire. Don't I got to listen to anybody. Never retire from the ministry because you're called to this. It wasn't a job or a profession. I'm called to preach. So it's a difference from me being called to preach and me applying for a job. I did not apply for a job for this. I was called into ministry. So this is my lifestyle. What I'm doing now is not work. This is what I do because this is my life. I gave my life to God. He put a calling upon my life and I began to apply the things that my father taught me in the gospel. And guess what? You can be successful. You can be successful if you put down goals. I don't want to take too much of your time. But those that are here listening to me, I appreciate you coming on to our podcast. You can describe to my podcast. There's links that we'll put on Facebook that you can follow me on podcast. Once again, this is your boy, Ronald J. McGraw Jr. I hope and pray that I said something today to encourage you. Remember, be strong and be courageous because the Lord is on your side. God bless you all. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone.